0: And so I like to tell people, I've been told this before, they're like, why don't you go on the road and do an Elton John impersonation show? And I said, yeah, that's not what I ever, ever want to do. I I mean, there are people out there who imitate Elton so much better than I do. And it's not about imitation. I play his music as if I wrote the songs. And so there's a sincerity that comes across when I do this stuff. And and plus, I sing in his original higher voice because I'm a high tenor, and he doesn't hit those notes anymore, which is fine, but it's like, when I go to rehearsal, I'm so energized by the fact that I'm sitting there with these heroes of mine, you know, the Elton John band, and it's just so crazy that I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm psyched. So I'm singing the hell out of these songs and the band gets charged by that. And, you know, it's almost more fun to work with me, they say, than it is with Elton because
1: I so enjoy what I do. There's no way not to enjoy it. Today I have the great honor of being joined by the exceptionally talented composer, conductor, and arranger, Adam Chester. From pretending to be Sir Elton John in his living room as a kid, to working closely with Elton for 17 years, Adam has what many would consider the ultimate dream job, warming up the Elton John Band. Adam is the epitome of doing what you love so that you never have to work a day in your life, and his unique connection to Elton goes way beyond simply complimenting each other's signature eyewear. He's a published author, a sushi connoisseur, a musical prodigy, and an all-around fun-loving guy. Adam, thanks for being on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. This is cool. Thank you. So before we kind of get into the whole thing, first of all, you and I have never met before. Never met. Right? Never met. I, can, I love your energy level right uh, off the bat. Thank you. I want to talk about something that's probably personal. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. So you had a, a, a milestone anniversary recently. Look at you with huh. the info. Right? Wow, that's
0: impressive. Uh, yeah, it was uh, 20, 20 years. 20 years? 20
1: years with my wife. Congratulations! Man.
0: Yeah, I gave her a great going away present, and uh, I think she's pretty happy about it.
1: Huh? What's yeah. the going away present? It was a just a parting gift. Okay. And
0: I told her to get out now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> twenty years. That's it. I'm done. Thanks. Twenty years. So I think my wife and I are after twenty. You lose count, my friends. Oh, so you're after twenty. I'm after twenty. Good for you. I'm Twenty-three now. Yeah, I think. That's impressive. Ninety-nine. So I think 23. Very, yeah. very impressive. But it's okay because my wife loses count too, so we don't blame each other anymore <laughs> for that. But Yeah, man, you have done your research. Yes. Well, it's public, right? And, and, and how could I not see how special of a post you created on your Instagram? Oh. Right? Not, I don't even remember what I – put. um, So you put a nice story about your first date. with
0: the the Sushi Nozawa. Yes. Tell that story. Oh, it's a great, it's a great story. So, so that was my, that was my jam. I, I loved going for sushi at, uh, it was called Nozawa Sushi before Chef Nozawa owned Sugarfish. Okay. And he had this tiny little hole in the wall that even Seinfeld ripped, uh, with the, um, no soup for you, yeah. The uh, oh, soup Nazi, yes. So, so uh-huh. Nozawa was the sushi Nazi. Interesting. And if you asked for too much wasabi, he'd kick you out of the restaurant. His wife was the hostess, and she was very nervous about you, you know, asking for a California roll or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a great first date. Okay. And I told my uh, my date at the time it was my my wife now i said maria listen the uh the deco in this place is all neon it's really scary looking but the food is great hmm. and she's like oh, okay uh so we went there had an amazing time and it just became our go-to restaurant so cut to 20 years later i ended up playing a party for the ceo of uh, sugarfish yeah. i was playing piano and uh His name's Jerry and I said, Jerry, my my 20's coming up and uh, I wanna do something special. Is there any way to have Chef Nozawa come out and cook for us? And he says, no, he's in retirement, but I can probably get you a video of him saying happy anniversary. So he got that for me and it's Nozawa and his wife. Uh, She's speaking happy anniversary to you and your wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and then Nozawa doesn't say anything so the wife, Hits him. Oh, 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 uh, happy anniversary. <laughs> and it was just such a perfect example of marriage uh, and yeah. a great, great uh, little, you know, passing gift.
1: So special. Yeah, it was man. cool. It was so really cool. special. But, but the
0: bummer is neither he or his wife said happy anniversary, Adam and Maria. Mm-hmm. So basically, anybody can use this tape See? now. There you go. I'm giving you the, the in here.
1: Oh, I love it, yep. man. You right. might it for have your side business here. <laughs> <laughs> No,
0: Zawa wishes you happy anniversary. Yes, very cool.
1: So cool. So twenty years. How many kids have you got?
0: Uh, Two. We have two boys, uh, um, uh, eighteen and uh, fifteen.
1: Oh, so it's their world. You're just living in it at this point. Yeah, it it
0: is their world. Yep. I came here to rest.
1: So, do you consider yourself a sushi snob or what? Uh,
0: pretty much, I, I'm a snob when it comes to everything. I, I'm a snob uh, with with glasses. I love wearing cool glasses. Yeah, um, I'll as never as you have
1: on right now. Thank you. Yeah. I,
0: I'll uh-huh. never get that eye surgery because to me. Glasses are, uh, you know, a way to change your personality a little bit. Sure, um, I'm a snob when it comes to orange balls that I squeeze, uh, <laughs> which sounds wrong on <laughs> the uh, on the audio here. But I'm squeezing an orange ball here that says "Find Your Fire," and I wouldn't have touched this if I didn't like it. See, so, yeah, yeah, it I'm is. a snob when it comes to everything. We change lives here at <laughs> Tennessee.
2: Jesus, did Studios, I say I'm a right? snob
1: when it comes to orange balls? That's so messed up. <laughs> that's a sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's brilliant. Have you ever been to like? Japan have you ever been I haven't been to Japan no no. okay um I I, furthest I
0: got west was Australia and that was that was beautiful I could have stayed there
1: so I I've never tried sushi I don't even eat
2: what? fish. What?
1: So maybe maybe I will break that mold and we'll go have sushi one oh, day. Oh, you, you would love it. Yes. That I would be mean. like my wife and my kids have tried to get me to eat fish for like 20 plus years and well, I've never done it. Man. Okay. So my youngest son, Marcello, he's
0: 15 and he uh, didn't like sushi. Okay. And he never tried it. He just decided he didn't like it. Mm-hmm and so we got him uh, an eel roll because they have to cook that they sear it or smoke it or something so he's eating it and then he says this shit is good (laughs) and you know he was
1: five at the time so you know it was all good you gotta just give it a whirl I like his style yeah yeah so let's get into uh, what you do for a living because it's a little unique, and 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 I need
0: to know what I do for a living because okay. I I'm not sure at this point <laughs> in my life. I would
1: say there would be people that would consider this a dream job. It is. It it's very much a dream job. Yeah. So tell the listeners who are who have never heard of Adam Chester, uh, what you do and who you are.
0: So uh, I uh, sit in for Sir Elton John at the piano and I sing and play his parts for rehearsals so he doesn't have to rehearse the band.
1: Oh, and just then, uh, just that.
0: Just that. <laughs> and then I conduct for him on occasion. I arrange for him. Uh, we share jokes together. Uh, on occasion, he'll compliment my glasses uh, and as I do his. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool for a kid who, and I say kid because I was, you know, like, Eight years old when I found Elton and uh and I was like, that is awesome, that huh. music. So it's really weird that I'm doing what I do because I've always been a fan. Sure. And it, it freaks my friends out that they call me the surrogate Elton John. So I'm Sir Elton with a U
1: R instead of Sir with an I R. So cool. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. So I want to hear the story of how this came about. How did you Meet Elton. How did this Uh, all happen?
0: Well, you want the X-rated version or the clean? The clean version is this. Uh, I I went to USC for music school, and I graduated with a music degree, and I thought, well, what am I going to do now? So I got a job in a Music Plus, which was a big record store out here in Los Angeles at the time. And one of my customers one day walked in, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Davey Johnstone. Mm -hmm. and Davey has been Elton's guitarist since 1971. And he came in with his wife at the time, and uh, I was like, oh, my God. And I grabbed an album because CDs were new at that time. Mm -hmm. I'm dating myself, but screw it. And uh, I said, so what do you think of this crap? And he says, "Ah, I think it's uh, it's pretty decent music. Mm -hmm. And um, his wife, who had been coming in a lot, uh, introduced me, and we built uh, a friendship. And soon, Davy and I—he uh, was playing gigs for me. He was playing on my original tracks. And cut to 2004, uh, he said, "Hey, we need someone to rehearse the band. Would you be into it?" And I'm like, uh. <laughs> 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 "Yeah." Um, so, so that's how it began. And then they got a CD of what we were rehearsing here in L.A. to Elton. And Elton heard it and said, hey, why don't we bring him to Boston and New York and he can rehearse us there? And that's where it all started. And I met Elton actually in Boston. For the first uh, time? For the first time in 2005. And I'll never forget it. You you know, it's one of those moments that's, you know, burnt into my memory because it was... I was scared shitless. I, I really was. Yeah. Because uh, he was my hero, um, and uh, it was just one of the most pleasant. Okay, that's done. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it was really really cool. And then my job just kept getting bigger and bigger as the years went on, and um, it's been awesome just to just to hear him say hi Truman, hi Marcello to my kids. Uh, wow. And uh, even though those aren't my kids' names, and uh, <laughs> and it's like it was really cool. <laughs> um,
1: just to get emails from him, what, whatever. It's, it's amazing. But that's how it all started. Wow. So, so you said he was like a, an idol of yours since you're totally. eight years old.
0: Totally. I mean, I, I remember listening to "Funeral for a Friend" mm-hmm. for the first time on the radio. I was maybe 10, 10 years old, maybe eleven, and uh, and it was just one of those songs that wasn't your typical song because mm-hmm. it was like. 12 minutes long yeah and that was unheard of back in i guess it was 76 when i first really started getting into him and i was just addicted i was looking for bootlegs and live recordings i was pretending to be him on the keyboard in my in my apartment that i had with my mom and and where was this where'd you go this was in miami miami okay miami beach Uh yeah yeah Uh, moved from Jersey. When my dad passed away, uh, my mom and I moved to uh, Miami uh, to be close to her parents. And so I really consider Miami kind of my old time home. But that's where it all started, you know, chasing down live bootlegs and learning his stuff and just an absolute fan without being freaky. Huh. So now
1: when you were young, eight years old, were you playing the piano? Yeah, I was playing piano when I was like uh, four um, well, a prodigy, huh? Yeah, but but not
0: really. I was more of a compositional prodigy than a playing piano prodigy because I would write songs even when I was four or five, and as simple and
1: goofy and stupid as they are, um, it was really cool. It's probably like songs that had the word "poop" in it, and right. <laughs> yeah, and, and how did, did you hear
0: some of that? Stuff? I've heard all okay, your, your tracks and, from back um, then. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, there's one like really goofy <laughs> tune that that. It didn't even have lyrics, but I thought it was genius. And I mean, you know, it was just fun to come up with your own ideas. And and then it was a fun way to get girls and, and meet girls at the time. Because, uh-huh. you know, you'd write all these songs. And I digress, but it's a great story. I wrote um, this girl, uh, Sarah, a song. And I had such a crush on her. I was 13. I was getting bar mitzvah, And uh, she came to my bar mitzvah and she hated me, and I didn't realize Sarah hated me, but I wrote her this stupid love song, and I wrote the lyrics down on a paper, and I gave it to her at her bat mitzvah, which was like two months before my bar mitzvah. And all Jewiness aside, she she made me the laughing stock of the entire school the next day. And I thought, you know, I just wrote a song for the girl. It was the cutest thing. And she made me out to be this villain. So I have pictures of her at my bar mitzvah Uh with her giving me this face like. (laughs) And I look at that today and I laugh and she won't she won't talk to me now uh it's it's very funny wants nothing to do with me and I I get it you know I have that effect on people <laughs> well Fuck Sarah
1: we'll, we'll hear this we'll make sure Sarah hears this. no right. you will
0: not <laughs> crazy family
1: yeah. oh, that's so cool so you've been playing <laughs> piano since, since I was a kid. kid yeah wow yeah. and just it became a passion of yours, and you kind yeah, of yeah. It
0: was just something that I always did. It it's how I function. It's how I
1: communicate. It's um, you know, I'd be lost without. Well, well there's a know. scene in. Uh, you ever seen the movie Goodwill Hunting? Oh, sure. Great movie, right? Yeah. There's a scene where, like, you know, the the girl, Minnie Driver. Yes. That's it. So there's a scene where Matt Damon is talking to Minnie Driver. Right. Right. And uh, and she looks at him, and he's doing her math because he wants to go on a date with her. Right. right. But and he just like, here, like, let's, let me just do this for you, right? And he just does her math, like, real quickly. She's I gotta watch struggling. That again. Such a great movie, right? Yeah. So then she says, how do you do that? Like, how do you – I don't get it. And he goes, just imagine. It's like when Mozart just kind of sits down at a piano. Like, he just – like, to me and you, like, I just see, like, white and black chords, right? Mm. But to him, he just plays, right? Yeah. Was that you?
0: Yeah, That that's me. I did – you just reminded me. I, I was one of – um." When Marie and I had moved into my apartment mm-hmm. together, um, there was a Ben Folds 5 CD that I had to buy, and I bought it, and we listened to it, and I said, you want to see something scary? And she said, yeah, sure. And uh, I put the song on, and then I walked over to the piano, and I played it. And she said, how do you do that? And I said, I have no idea. Huh? And And it's just something that I inherently do. I can hear something and play it um it freaks people out but i find it kind of rudimentary I, I just is that the right word no that's the right word yeah thank you i haven't used that in a sentence in a long time <laughs> um so uh i don't know it's just something weird huh. uh, it clicks in it- me and i can literally sit and play for hours and not repeat a song because mm-hmm. uh, i'll just sit there and start writing stuff and um, it's fun for me. I just wish I could make money
1: on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's another story. <laughs> so um, as far as uh, working with Sir Elton, do yes. you call him Sir Elton?
0: No, I call him E.
1: You call him E. Everybody, Is that what everybody him knows him? E. Call him E. Calls yeah. him e yeah. e okay. or just Elton or whatever. E. So if I see him in a music E, store, e. he won't appreciate that. Do, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> probably not a good idea. Have you been talking to Adam? <laughs> Little fucker, I'll kill him. So uh, do you have to like know like like
2: every Everything. single song? Yeah, yeah You yeah. do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because the band relies on me, you know, and and so I like to tell people, you know, I, I've been told this before. They're like, why don't you go on the road and do an Elton John impersonation show? Yeah. And I said, yeah, that's not what I ever, ever want to do. <laughs> um, a, because I just, it's not me. I, I mean, there are people out there who imitate Elton so much better than I do. Yeah, And it's not about imitation, it's about, I play his music as if I wrote the songs. Mm-hmm. And so there's a sincerity that comes across when I do this stuff. And And plus I sing in his original higher voice because I'm a high tenor. And he doesn't hit those notes anymore, which is fine. But it's like when I go to rehearsal, I'm so energized by the fact that I'm sitting there with these heroes of mine, Mm -hmm. you know, the Elton John Band. And it's just so crazy that I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm psyched. So I'm singing the hell out of these songs and the band gets charged by that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's almost more fun to work with me, they say, than it is with Elton. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, I so enjoy what I do. Sure, there's no way not to enjoy it. Mm. Um, and we were supposed to go to Copenhagen in August, and I had never been there because, and I was so looking forward to trying a real Danish, the pastry. Sure. And he canceled it because he was having a hip replacement surgery, and uh, so now we're supposed to go to New Orleans in January. I'm like New Orleans. <laughs> That's not Copenhagen, and I've been there, oh, for God's sake. But, you know, you got to be appreciative for everything you, you get. Of course you do. And if it's a week trip or a month trip, uh, it, it's any time with that band and, you
1: know, with Elton that makes it all worthwhile. Of course. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, you probably have so many stories, right? Um, but is there one that kind of stands out, that comes to mind where you're like, wow, pinch me, is this really happening right now?
0: Uh, there, there's too many, really. But, but the one that comes to mind is when I, I was in London, um, my wife made me change my business class ticket to coach so she and the boys could go. And so we all flew coach, the rest of the bands in first. And I'm like, you know, this is great, right? And so we get to London and I composed and arranged the instrumental portion for Elton's single called Home Home Again. It was off of an album called The Diving Board. So I was flying out there to teach the Royal Academy of Music Choir what I had written and then rehearse them, rehearse the band, rehearse Elton, and then just enjoy the show. So, uh, I got out there, I was having the time of my life. And when that choir sang what I wrote at my piano, I just wanted to cry. And then Elton came in and played the song with the choir. And so we went to lunch in the lunchroom and I'm sitting literally across the table from where you are right now Mm -hmm. to Elton. And I said, So what do you think of that dissonance I did there when you hear those two voices? And he said, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we just had this conversation Uh eye to eye about music. And uh, we go out there to play again. And my kids come to visit with my wife and my kids, Truman and Marcello who are little at the time, he starts playing Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Okay. And my kids start dancing all over the place and screaming. And I'm like, I'm going to get kicked out of here. I'm going to lose my job. I'm fucked. <laughs> and, and so Elton is looking at them, pointing and cracking up. And I'm like, oh, thank God. He seems happy. And I mean, we took a family photo, the four of us. And I still have it. It's it's such a great photo. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it was just probably the best couple of days of my life with Elton and so sharing um, that moment uh, with with your family and your kids I mean it was it was just so amazing that I I mean it was proof that I was really doing this Mm because it's always a a pincher yeah sure you work with Elton yeah but the fact that this happened it just made it all so real yeah, so so that's one of my favorite that's stories. That's cool, and I'm sure
1: we could probably do a whole podcast oh, on man, just your just, stories. You right? know, when
0: he takes off his glasses and he's just, you know, th- there's no screen. There, It's just it's just a human being who just happened to write some of the greatest music on the planet. Of course. and And I told David something, David Elton's husband. I said, you know, some magazine once offered me Uh, $10,000 to give him any dirt on Elton I could give him. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I I wouldn't do it if they offered a million. Mm. And he said, wow, thanks, Adam. I said, $2 maybe. A million, (laughs) I'm not doing it. Uh, But they just, they know to trust me because, you know, I'm never going to talk shit about him.
1: Sure, Uh, sure. Well, that's why you've been with him for so long and why he respects you just as much as you respect him. I hope so. Yeah. So what would you say is uh, something about working with Sir Elton, or as I can call him, E. e? Yes, I knew you were going to say that. Right? Uh, that must that might
0: surprise people. Well, he's changed a lot. And, and, and I would assume people could imagine this. But before he had kids, um, he seemed much more easily agitated uh, with things that went wrong on stage or whatever. And... Uh, And I think since he's had the kids, he's definitely uh, become a lot more zen with everything. And maybe winding down his career to his final farewell tour um, that is going on forever because of the pandemic. Um, You know, I, I just think he has much more of an understanding of where he falls in the scheme of things. Um, so
1: but I, I don't know if that would be news to anyone. What's one kind of interesting tidbit about him that most people might not know? Uh, <laughs> that I could share. <laughs> uh,
0: does anybody not know that that's a friggin' wig at this point? I mean, <laughs> I, I know he doesn't like to be seen without his uh, wig, I've Jeez. never seen <laughs> him without that piece on. Sure, um, it's an awesome looking hairpiece, I gotta tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so at the London bit, here we he, go. I'm getting, he, I'm getting, I'm getting, no, the dirt. no, you're I'm getting it out dirt. of me. Right. So so he walks into the room. It's the first time I saw him, and he literally was a bone. This was in 2013. He was thin, and I said in the mic in front of everybody, "Holy shit, you look great!" <laughs> and you could hear a pin drop, and it was like, I mean, did I say something wrong? Yeah, but. I guess he had some sort of a stomach virus, some shit that he went through. He lost a hell of a lot of weight. It wasn't under good circumstances, oh, I guess. Oh, okay. But he looked amazing. Hey. And that's the picture I have with with Thin Elton. He's put on a few, but hey, so have I. we all have. I'm fat. I don't know what to do. But anyway, um, dude, I don't even know why I brought that up.
2: I like
1: it. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> There's there something in this Evian water? Channeling my baits. inner TMZ here, right? There it is. Oh, okay, fine. So he's had some interesting collaborations that you wouldn't think Sir Elton would That's have, him. right? Like yep. Ozzy Osbourne, mm-hmm. even Eminem. Yep, Charlie uh, Puth most recently. Is that right? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, he's uh-huh. got a
0: new tune called um, After All. Yeah, it's, it's a great tune. He's working with all the young um, artists. I know Lady Gaga is, does a lot with, oh, right? Oh, that, that's the uh, godmother of his kids, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. She's very that. cool. I got to work with her when we did the, um, uh, the Grammy salute to Elton John. Uh, that was 2018 at the Garden. And I conducted um, the choir and the string section, for Lady Gaga singing your song, so I met Gaga, and she was so sweet, yeah. just so sweet. Met a lot of great people at that show. I
1: bet. Yeah, it was fun. Well, it's great because you've kind of transitioned into a uh, an Elton John trivia game that we're going to play. Oh, I know
0: nothing right nothing. now. Nothing.
1: And so uh, Jenna, a great producer here, yes. um, she came up with. Uh, 15 questions. 15. 15 questions. Good Lord. She uh, ran these questions by one of her friends who's like a diehard Elton oh, John fan. No. Oh. And she said, What do you think of these questions? And Reginald
0: he, Kenneth Dwight.
1: Let's yes. move to the next one. Right. <laughs>
0: That's one of them, right? Of course it is. Uh, oh, you did. Oh, she got rid that's of funny. it. So
1: there it is. Yeah, everyone yes. knows that. So she uh, she said, "What do you think?" And he said, "Oh, get rid of six and get rid of nine. And oh, this one's too it. easy, right?" And so what yeah. if I don't know? What do I win? That's See, what I want to know. You win an orange ball. Yes, an orange
2: ball. <laughs> you Notice how I took my, my you, mouth
1: away when, when I screamed. I just want you. We'll to We'll get that. that replaced if you win this. <laughs> All right. All right. So you talked about uh, Lady Gaga. Yes. Being um, the godmother, godmother. of yes. his children. Yes, yes. Number one, which member of the Beatles made Elton John the godfather of his son? Oh, my God. Um, I would hope
0: it's uh, the godfather of his son. Yes. Good Lord. Um, is it Ringo?
1: I hope. Is it Ringo? It's not Ringo. Oh,
2: I hate this game.
1: You can't call him E anymore. Oh, uh, It's not John. Is it's it? John Lennon. Who, Sean? Yeah. Oh,
0: that's why Julian can be a dick. I get it. <laughs> all right. Now it's all making sense to
1: me. I'm kidding, Julian. Seriously. <laughs> Elton has won five Grammy Awards. <laughs> Two Academy Awards and a Tony Award. Yes. Do you remember what the Tony Award was for? Uh, Yeah, it was for a Lion King. Ada. Ada? No.
0: Is that right? You're telling me Lion King didn't win a Tony? If this information that Jenna oh gave me is God. true... That's insane. Not even Billy Elliot? (laughs) Not even Billy Elliot. Wow. Okay. So far, so good. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Uh, And they get harder. (laughs) That's
1: good. Good. I'm here to help. Where's my orange ball I'm not taking now? Elton is the only musician to have two consecutive albums debut on the U.S. Billboard 200 (laughs) chart at number one. Come on! Two albums. What were those two albums? It's They're a trick numbering. question. It stood by Olympic
0: Road and uh, no. What the hell was it? It's it, two albums, number one at the same time. Yep. Uh, well, okay. It wouldn't be anything. Recent. Well, I don't know if it
1: was the same time. It was consecutive albums. Oh, consecutive. That okay. Debuted on the U.S. Billboard 200. Okay. At number one.
0: Okay. So my guess. Uh, would be let me think here a second what was after Don't Shoot Me um, I would yeah I'm gonna be wrong so screw it uh, let's go
1: with um, Captain Fantastic and Caribou you are 50% correct oh, what was that? Captain Fantastic is true. Yes. Rock of the Westies? Rock of the Westies. Oh, that's wild. See? Yeah, so,
0: okay, that would have been my
1: second guess. Not bad. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give you the point there. Thank you. All right. I got one right. The gigantic Doc Martin stilt boots that were worn by Elton John mm-hmm. as the pinball wizard. Yes. In 1975 musical film Tommy. Yes, yes. Do you know where those boots are now? Uh, In my closet. <laughs> Prove me wrong on that one Go ahead (laughs) Uh, The Smithsonian They're not Oh uh, uh, Cleveland I don't even know if it The Northampton Museum Oh it's in England It's in England Yeah they were sold by Elton in 1988 Right And purchased by the R. Griggs Group Mm -hmm. Who own them today Right That was my third guess Actually (laughs) Elton John sported his signature eyewear because as a teenager, he wanted to look more like American singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Who would that be? Phyllis Diller.
0: No, that's not right. Mm. Uh, God, and no one knows who Phyllis Diller is anymore. Um,
1: who did he want to look like? Um, 50s. Uh, Nick Drake. 50s guy. Oh, 50s guy. Oh, it's in an airplane with La Bamba. Oh. Richie uh, Valens. Uh, um, I'm giving what you a his bone name? here.
0: What's La Bamba, The, uh, uh, Oh, come on. It's the guy. Come on, buddy. You got this. You got this, you got this,
1: buddy. Charlie Pooth. You got this, buddy. Buddy. You Esai, got this, buddy. Was it Esai
0: Morales? Buddy Holly. The
2: buddy Holly. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew you had See, I'm just you. that
1: good, man. I'm mm-hmm. smart. Elton John has sold how many hundreds of millions of records? Now this, this is going to be kind of like a guess, right? Multiple choice. 100 million, 200 million, 300 million, or 400 million records worldwide? I'd say 300 million. That's a winner right yeah, there. there you go. There Thank you, go. you. Thank you. 1994, Elton John wrote the songs for which animated film with lyricist Tim Rice? Oh, uh,
0: that was... Um, uh, It's not Aida. It's a a Lion King. It's a Lion King. King. You got that one right.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm doing better now. See? you get in your groove. According to Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Taupin, yes. Taupin. Uh In the song Hercules. Hercules. Which type of life do some men like? Is this a multiple choice? It's not. Damn it.
0: Uh, Some men like
1: the the blank life. Some men... Kneel and pray. Some men kneel and pray. Uh somebody like the the the, the, the Some men like the blank the, life. the, the uh the, the I'm, i, I give up what the hell is it the chinese life
0: chinese That was my. i didn't know that i was trying to think of the last time we played that song hercules uh-huh. and it was probably 2010 yeah um so Been a I'm, while. I'm thinking i don't remember that lyric at all <laughs> i do like the chinese yeah okay fine
1: here, at what here. age did elton first play the piano five three years oh, three. old three oh, i was close oh three years old three, playing yeah. the piano he wasn't really playing no. he wasn't yeah. no. no how many performances has Sarah Elton played at the Madison Square Garden oh
0: that was a big bone of contention <clears throat> so I'll 41. tell you about that do you want
1: me to give you multiple choices sure, sure, sure. sure okay so the multiple choices here are 41 no. 38 64 or 87 I think it was 64 uh, am I right? You're right, but what's the backstory? Okay, so the
0: backstory story is, and this is a great story. Mm-hmm. So Elton and Billy Joel were playing tours together quite a bit, and they had a, a falling out, which I'm not privy enough. That could be my ride. Can you guys wait a minute? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Doing an interview here. See, that's the
1: first time we won't Jesus. edit that out, right? No, you got to keep that. Yeah, we're going to keep that. Um, yeah. um
0: uh, yeah, so they were doing this uh, tour together, the Piano Man tour. Both of my heroes in one place. Really awesome tour. Mm-hmm. They had some sort of falling out, which I won't even begin to uh, wonder what literally happened. They had a falling out
2: still yeah. to this day?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think they talk much, oh. uh, I, but I don't know, honestly. I really don't. Okay. But here's the kicker. So Billy lives in New York. I grew up where I grew up, Long Island. Okay. Like, you have to so, right a
1: passage. You got to listen to Billy Joel out there. Yeah. Right.
0: So, so mm-hmm. he decided, I guess, a couple of years ago to do a residency at Madison Square Garden. That pissed the hell off of, of Elton because now Billy Joel has played the garden more than Elton. Oh. And see, Elton wasn't doing it. Uh, how do you say it? Back to back. He was playing there one year, another year, another. I mean, y- you know. Billy caught up to Elton in a matter of months. And, and now I think he surpassed them as the artist who's played the garden the most. And I know that was something Elton really treasured was having been that artist uh, who played the garden the most times. Huh. Um, and, and Billy took that record away, I think, but, wow. but you know, it's like Billy is New York. Yes. You know, Elton is nah. to me.
1: Elton is, is beyond New York. He's, yeah. He's the planet. Sure. You know, Yeah, that's, that's interesting backstory, but, but Billy, and I'm a big fan of Billy. Yeah, I love Billy too. But uh, Billy doesn't have a song Mm. that referenced, one of my favorite songs, um, although I don't know the name of it, about Johnny in Madison Square Garden, come out and play.
0: Oh, oh, that's Elton's song. Yeah. That's uh, Empty Garden. Empty
1: Garden. Yeah. Yes. One of the most beautiful
0: songs uh, written. It was on the Jump Up album uh, in 1982. How about that for a trivia See? question? Elton was not working with Bernie Taupin at that point uh, for, for anything consecutive on albums. Mm-hmm. And he was working with a guy by the name of Gary Puckett doing all the lyrics. Gary wrote the song Blue Eyes with Elton. Blue Eyes, you know yeah. that song? Uh-huh. And then he wrote um, Little Genie. Oh, Little Genie. Great song. Right. And then on 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 the Jump Up album, Elton wrote with Bernie, uh, Empty Garden, Hey, Hey, Johnny. And that became the classic that it is. He's not playing Blue Eyes in concert anymore. He's not playing Little Genie. Sometimes he plays Empty Garden. Because it's such a classic, beautifully... I mean, those lyrics that Bernie wrote are... Um, timeless. Oh, my God. It's really timeless. You yep. know, I mean, it mm-hmm. captured the death of John Lennon so well and so not literally or on the nose. It was all using okay. so much beautiful, um, uh, you know, wordplay. And uh, was, I well, loved that talk. To- well, song. I mean,
1: Elton is synonymous with Diana. I mean, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that song was
0: rewritten for Diana, um, but, yeah, they but still were very close. Yeah. Beautiful
1: piece. Back to number 11 here. Oh,
0: we're still See? on that. I yes, didn't...
1: that was a long answer to that one. God,
0: I... hang on, I dropped my ball.
1: He was trying to kind of avoid the last <laughs> six questions here. Yes, yeah. Finish got... the lyric. Yes. The ones who hold onto the ones they had to leave behind, those that flew and those that fell, the ones that had to stay. Can you sing it? I don't even <laughs> know this song.
0: <laughs> it's not the one. It's the song from Oceans Away. Oh, yeah. No, that's
1: Diving Board. That's that's what I was out in England doing. Oh, that's the song. The ones who hold on to the ones they oh, had to leave it's behind. The first, oh. The ones that flew and those that fell. Yeah, yeah, the ones yeah. That I know had the to two. Stay beneath. Yeah. I,
0: here's a funny, I'll tell you a funny story about that, that song, too. Um, is it, is it uh, the song Oceans Away? It is. Yeah. And yeah. So so Davey, the guitarist and music director for Elton, said, I want you, you know, you got to learn all. They sent me the album. They said, you know, be ready for the rehearsals. We're going to do London. And uh, this was before I wrote that uh, part to um, the single Home, Home Again.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: so he says, don't worry about the piano songs on there. And there's four. Mm-hmm. One of them was Oceans Away so we start the rehearsal and elton doesn't remember because this is this is great when he writes in the studio he sits down plays he's done never plays it again so he didn't remember how the song oceans away went and he says adam adam come here <laughs> and and so i'm like how does oceans Away? <laughs> And I looked at Davey, and I'm like, uh, 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 I "That think makes it two of us." Like uh, this, and I kind of remembered it, and mm-hmm. then I kind of remembered it more, mm-hmm. and then I was showing Elton the lick on piano. So there's a great picture one of the videographers got for me of me standing over Elton showing him the chord to mm-hmm. play for "Oceans Away," and. Uh, <laughs> But there was a panic in my life for Oceans Away that you just reminded me of.
1: <laughs> Post-traumatic stress it is kicking was in here, man.
0: Horrible. <laughs> and it's my fault for listening to Davey telling me, "Don't worry about the
1: piano songs; he won't play those." So you know what? We're gonna blame Davey for not yes, answering this question correctly. It's yes. good. The answer was, uh, I guess, the finishing the lyrics was beneath a little wooden cross. Oceans away. Oh, yep. beneath
0: a little. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yep.
1: This one, I think, is, I think I didn't know this, but I think it would be easy to you. Easy to me. Yes. Yes. So Blossom, Aretha, Nina, and Diana. Mm-hmm. What does this collection of names have to do with Elton John?
0: They're the names of his uh, pianos. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that I know. Okay. I figured you knew that. Yeah, one. He names all of his pianos. The Watford Football yes, Club, which he owns. Elton's hometown. Yes. Named what after him? What do they name? A soccer ball, a pair of cleats, a set of bleachers, or a mm. field?
0: Um, make the most sense to name the field. You would think so, yeah. right? It's not. It's, it's a not. set
1: of bleachers. Oh, wow, That's what they cheap. named after him.
0: <laughs> the guy owns the team. I mean, you know, I'd call the city that. Nobody
1: heard of Watford before Elton bought the team. Oh, well, he's got the bleachers. Mm. Right? Not too many people have owned the bleachers. Yes. No, I haven't. So which ABBA song... Abba yes. which Abba song was the biggest selling single in Australian chart history until it was overtaken by Elton John's Candle in the Wind in 1997 97 was Abba still around it was uh, uh, take a chance on me that was a good chance but uh, it was Fernando
0: Fernando what a dumb song <laughs> I hate Fernando
1: last question the I C-P- hate your friend too <laughs> What is the color and make of the car mentioned in the song Elton recorded with the Beach Boys? It was in the song Crocodile Rock. Do you remember which car that was? I
0: remember. There's a car in that song? (laughs) (laughs) The years went by and your eyes. Susie went live for Long nights driving by the record machine, Sheen, dreaming of my Chevy and Ye- my old blue jeans.
1: Your gold Chevy. Yes, yes you got it. Thank you. Wow. Good night, everybody.
0: <laughs> Jesus, this is a tough <laughs> that gig. That was impressive. Very though, tough man. gig. Kind of I had to go through the whole, the whole tune. song
1: in like 16 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, we play it all the time. It's not easy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Wow, that was great.
1: So. Yes. The ball is mine. Yes. Enough about balls, Elton. Oh, good. I want to know about Adam. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. About for Adam. Eating. Yes. So, um, what was it like growing up in your household?
0: Boy, what household? I mean, there's there's it was been so and your many. You mom, you said, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, my dad, you know, passed when I was eight, so I don't remember a whole lot of that except for my. Um, my organ that I had, um, and playing it and, uh, the neighbors in the parking lot of the apartment building we lived in came out to listen to me play and started applauding. And I thought, well, this is the life I want to live. And I think I was five. Um, I don't know. What was it like? I was always inventing stuff. I, I, I created, um, a game uh i put a an american flag on our couch and i made my friend come over and i had this game i i created called stars and stripes it was so stupid and and for each question he got right uh, it was a star and I i don't remember all the rules but suffice it to say i was a very strange kid um constantly looking for something to keep me entertained because we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have computers. Um, It was just fend for yourself. And uh, so I would create games, I would write songs, uh, I'd piss off girls. Uh, by writing them songs Especially and find Sarah. out, Sarah, screw that. Yeah, and um, and then I had to put up with a very overprotective mother, who I finally uh, made some money from when I wrote a book about her. Ooh, uh, I want to hear. Uh, do tell. That's called "Smother," S apostrophe mother. Okay. Uh, available on Amazon and every <laughs> local bookstore. I've collected over fifteen hundred letters that my mom uh, has written me, and they're really they're really funny. Very short letters. Uh, There's a resistant form of gonorrhea going around. Wear a condom. Love love mom. Um, You know, stuff that's outlandishly odd. And I put up with it. um, And I wrote a book about it. Abrams Publishing released it, who did Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And that was really cool. And I'm still trying to get it on television. It's been optioned three different times and whatever. It's, It's a screwed up... Uh, entertainment business uh because i have 18 things going on at the same time you know when you ask me what's life at at my house like it's like i don't know because every week it's a combination of different projects i'm working on Hmm. and that's always been the case um some people say it's uh what do they call people that do um a renaissance person sure uh (laughs) I don't know. I just like trying different things. It's like Michael Jordan playing golf. Look how well that turned out for him. So that's me. Or baseball. Or baseball, right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, I jokingly in my Woody Allen behavior, uh, except for the sleeping with my kid thing, uh, aside from that, I'm very Woody Allen-esque. And I think that I'm like, you know, what can I possibly do
1: next Uh uh, to keep me entertained? So mom... Right. Has yeah. mom received a copy of this book? She's in the car. Uh, you know. <laughs> She's the one that's beeping. Out <laughs> it <there>? could be.
0: <laughs> Hurry up. I can't breathe. Um, what? Uh, she approves of it because she knows that it's a potential avenue to make uh, money for me and make me happy. There it is. At her um, expense. I love it. So um, <laughs> the best thing happened about a month ago. I had a pitch meeting with uh, TNT and I'm on with these two execs in a zoom meeting and I have my computer in front of me and I'm telling them about my mom and my stories and we're shooting the shit and about seven minutes into it, I say, look, you know, I love my mom, but she drives me nuts and I hit the table which hit the computer and it fell into my lap. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Pick up the computer and I positioned it a little bit to the right. And there's my mother behind me in a chair tied up in rope and gaffer's tape on her mouth. And so the two execs look and they're like, "Uh, hang, hang on, Adam, is, um, is that your mom? And I'm like, what? Oh shit, um, Joan. This is so and so, and so she's like, mm, mm, and, "Great, perfect." And so I take the gaffer's tape off, and I thought that meeting would seal the deal. Totally. How Fucking does it not? Hysterical, right? And it didn't because they thought the whole idea was was too off of TNT's base, and. You know, I, I thought, let's um, give him something to remember because sh- I don't care anymore. That, <laughs> that's where I'm at in my life. I don't care. I really don't. I I care, but I don't. And that's what makes it so crazy and spontaneously fun. So fun. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's what life should be. That's exactly what life should be. Exactly. I love it. Yes. I got to go tape up. Not my mom, but uh, my kids. Oh, I'm going to cool. try that one. Yeah. When I get yeah. home. So. Mm. Smother, you can buy it on Amazon. Yes, you can. I'm going to pick Great that up. Great for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to uh, finish off what we call Hennessy heart to heart. Ooh. Just short little questions that okay. require short little answers. All right. Simple. What do you see as your best character trait? Uh,
0: I think my music is part of my character at this point. So I'd say my music.
1: What inspires you to better yourself? Uh, Probably my family. Sounds like your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a pessimist or an optimist? Yes.
0: (laughs) Depends on the day. Yeah. It really, that's the most honest answer I can give you. Okay. Because some days I'm my worst pessimist. Some days I'm more optimistic than whatever.
1: Okay. So I, I'd say both. That's a good answer. Yeah. Appreciate the honesty. Yep. When were you the most disappointed in yourself? Today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With your own John trivia? Yes. I, I thought I would know so much
1: more <laughs> and, and I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I'm so not okay. I'll take that as an answer. Okay. If you could change one thing about the way you look, mm. what would it be? how honest do you want me to be
0: um you know i would have to say uh i'm fat right now and i don't like being fat it makes me very sad and feel unhealthy so i would change my man boobs
1: and my tummy that's what i would change (laughs) Do you eat a lot of pasta and pizza? And I do. I like, well, not so much pizza, yeah. but pasta. Yeah, yeah my I'm, wife's Italian. I'm a big pasta guy yeah, too. I love pasta. It's hard, man. I'm screwed. Uh, when were you the most proud of yourself? Mm.
0: Boy, that's a good one. I, I mean, you could say kids, you can say, I mean, but honestly, I think when I was looking out from the stage of Madison Square Garden and I thought, this is good. You can shoot me now, yeah, that was good that was i I played there five times, and I think the first time I did it was the most special so
1: that's there, your that's, that's a, your answer That's a good answer. Not too many people can say that no, exactly, and that was amazing. Do you put as much effort and emphasis on inner beauty as you do on your outer beauty absolutely yes yes, key it is. What is something on your bucket list?
0: I want to go to Tahiti. I want to sit on a beach and do absolutely nothing. Okay. That is on my bucket list. Let's so it's probably not going to happen.
2: <laughs> because it will happen. me
0: doing nothing, it doesn't make sense. Huh. Can't stop your brain. I can't. Yeah. What is a long-term goal of yours? Um, I'd like to see my uh, Smother show get on the air, which now goes by the name of Dear Adam. Um, I'd like uh, to... Yeah, I'd like to see that show come to fruition. Cool.
1: That's a dream. What is the most important thing? So you've been married 20 years, right? 20 years. What is the most important thing in a relationship? I'm not going to say honesty
0: because that's a lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um, I say making each other laugh uh, because we've gotten through some really difficult times and uh, there are days that I want to kill her and there are days she wants to kill me like today. And, uh, I think if you don't keep laughing, you're doomed. I agree. Yeah. And I can see a lot of laughter in your house. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, do you know what your love language is? God, that's
0: a good one. Lately it's, it's acts of service. Uh, and I'll give a real quick plug to what we did over the pandemic. Uh, we started something called Quarantella that got a lot of press and, um, I think I saw um, that. I
1: saw a YouTube video of you playing outside your neighborhood. Yeah, that's Is what that, I was, that doing. was. Yeah, so and, cool.
0: and members of the Elton band would come and join me, and we did it uh, to raise money for nonprofits, and we kept nothing. And we raised ten thousand. What am I saying? Ten. We raised twenty thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, for nonprofits, so doing that and doing it with music was crazy fun. Huh? Crazy fun. Do you
1: have any phobias?
0: Yes. Uh, elevators, um, elevators. Yeah. Cause I got stuck in one as a kid and it was uh. freaky. My mother called the entire fire department of New Jersey and got them there to bail me out. And I was like, and I think from that day on I was, was afraid of elevators. Interesting. <laughs> How do you handle high stress situations? Um, Hmm. How do I handle high stress situations? Um, I like a lot of activity, so I think high stress uh, is great for me. Because mm-hmm. if someone says they need a film score by next week, I'm full concentrated. So I, I think high stress helps me. Mm. Yeah, deadlines okay. help me. I'm the same. Yeah.
1: Yep. I wait the last minute to last do everything, minute. and Give then it I to me. just kind of yep. Yep. What has been the most spiritual experience uh playing for a church uh
0: and trying to convert them all into judaism with my music
2: <laughs> without them
0: knowing cold old ballet. come on sing with me it's good uh I played piano for a church for, uh, 12 years was a unity church. Uh And I had them singing more Elton John and Billy Joel and threw in some Jewish songs. It was great. (laughs) That was spiritual.
1: So I was a DJ in a, in a Mexican nightclub. Awesome. (laughs) That's awesome, man. And I don't speak Spanish. Oh, that's brilliant. And so I just had to know how to play the songs and match the beats and stuff. And hey, it worked. It, it, people come oh, yeah. up request songs. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but funny I'll thing try. is, I knew you looked familiar. That is crazy. <laughs> it was there that you were we met. There. There. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, I like that uh, Superman eye
0: vision shit. I like to burn things with my eyes. Ooh. That that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool if you can teleport anywhere in the world. Where would you go? Cleveland, only because it's fun to say Cleveland, <laughs> it's the first thing I say when anyone asks me questions about locations. Cleveland, if you could be an animal for a week, what would you be? I'd probably uh, be a horse, okay, because uh, they shit a lot and nobody seems to mind. <laughs> they're just
1: like ah this is a horse's shit don't step in you can be hung like one too right there it is hey now it's a whole
0: other show (laughs)
1: Would you rather go back in time to see dinosaurs or jump forward a thousand years to see what the future looks ah, like? Yeah, I want to go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. A thousand years. thousand years. No dinosaurs for me. What the heck is going on in the world in a thousand years? Right. You might be TikTok famous by then. I don't know, right. man. We'll see. Know, I'm, not, I'm just getting into the TikTok. Yeah? The
0: TikTok. Oh, Are yeah. yeah. Okay. It fascinates me that people stare at the screen and look at what people comment. Yeah. That to me is not entertaining. I did a TikTok. I didn't look at the screen. No, huh? So I never knew what was going on. I was just playing huh. in the nude and nobody <laughs> cared. What's your
1: TikTok um, handle? Uh, I think it's Adam J. Chester. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go follow you. Okay. You'll be like the sixth person I follow. And you'll yep. be my seventh follower, I think. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Match made in heaven. That's right. If you can be a character from a hit TV show, who would you be? Tasmanian devil. Okay. <laughs> came out of the blue. You just seem quick with that one. I, I don't need to think about that. And what mistake did you learn the most from? Dun,
0: dun, da, dun. Getting married. No, I'm not going to say getting married. Stop it. <laughs> what, what mistake did I learn the most from? I don't know.
1: Um... What have I learned the most from? That's a hard question. Yeah, right? that's. Like, that's a what's your greatest deep... failure, right? I, I don't I don't
0: know. I mean, I hope not my kids. Did I <laughs> fuck them up by letting them listen to Kanye West too early? That's what I think. Sometimes I think I I, I screwed up by playing them Kanye West when they were like three. Yes. Um. Maybe uh. that wasn't smart. My friend tried to warn me. And now, my oldest Truman is like a singer and and he's amazing. Huh. He's amazing. Okay. But he sings about stuff that he doesn't know about, or at least I don't think he knows about. And I'm like, this is all my fault. <laughs> Maybe that was my biggest mistake. Okay. I don't know. And I like Kanye West. Yeah. Kind of. I uh-huh. mean, you know, he's okay. I do.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been such an amazing interview, man. I really Thank appreciate Thank you. This is, this is you so much fun. Down. It really was. Yep. And so, uh, well, we've got some things to do. You're going to have to take me to go do sushi one day. Uh, Hey, man, I am all over sugarfish. Yes. We can do it. Uh Uh-huh. And the next time you play uh, Cleveland, uh, (laughs) let me know, and I'll come see you. Yes, I know they can't wait for me there, man. It's going to be great.
2: (laughs) Cleveland!
0: (laughs) Thank you, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you.
1: This has been the Jason Hennessy Podcast. This show is produced by Whitney Welsh and Jenna Kershaw, engineered and edited by Josh Fisher, and recorded at Hennessy Studios. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.